Continuing with Siman Reish Ted Zayin and more examples of Birkot HaReach, when we say brachot on sweet-smelling uh, products. So, Bissamim Shel Orla, Yesh Din Orla, Vasar Lah HaReach Bahem. If you have Bissamim of Orla, Orla is the first three years of a tree, so the fruit is prohibited. A lot of different rules of what constitutes Orla and when you start counting, but let's assume for the sake of argument that there is Orla. So those fruits are not only not allowed to be eaten, but they are also Asur Bahana'a. Asur Bahana'a means I can't benefit them in any way, and not only eating, but also smelling. And therefore, you should not smell them. The kol shukin shas relevarecha lem berkat areach, and certainly you should not recite a bracha on their smell. Vim en yeduim him shel orla olo, and if let's say you don't know, so en lachush milevarecha lem shulchim achar harov, v'rov v'vesamimin am shel orla. So if you don't know, so then you don't have to worry that these are orla or not. So ulam bahadas, what about hadasim? So the Yalkut Yosef assumes en noheg behem din orla. Orla only applies to fruits. Hadasim don't grow, aren't fruits, and they're not technically a fruit tree. Now, Hadassim have berries. Some of the bushes have berries. And there's somewhat of Puskim, whether those berries would count for Orla or not. Yokut Yosef assumes that Hadassim do not have a din Orla, and therefore, therefore, no matter when the Hadass bush plant was planted, you can make a bracha on Hadassim. And again, the bracha on Hadassim is Bore Atsei Bissamim. Hamirach Be'etrog Shel Mitzvah. So a trog, remember, a trog is a sweet-smelling fruit, so it should get the bracha of anoten reyach tov baperot. But it's a trog shel mitzvah bimei hachag. This is not just any a trog, it's an a trog that's being used for mitzvah. Nowadays we don't really use a trogim for anything else anyway. Bimei hachag, on sukkot. So now this a trog on sukkot is not just a fruit. Mm-hmm. It's also considered to be huktzala mitzvato. Huktzala mitzvato means it's set aside for the purpose of a mitzvah. And that only applies on so now, but you already did the mitzvah in the morning. You shook love in the morning. We're talking about in the afternoon. So now, there's a machlokat poskim whether the etrog shel mitzvah gets a berkat or not. Whether it's considered to the fact that it's kutzala mitzvato means we don't benefit from it in the classic way, or no, you can benefit from it in the classic way as well. You're not allowed to eat it, but maybe smelling is okay. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch rules, and Yosef quotes this, you should not smell the Etrog Shel Mitzvah on Sukkot. This is somewhat counterintuitive. A lot of people, when they want to shake the love, naturally go to smell the Etrog because it smells beautiful, it enhances the Mitzvah. Shulchan Aruch says you should not smell the etrog, because we're unsure if it requires a bracha or not. There's no problem with smelling it, per se, but since we don't know if it requires a bracha or not, so we avoid the problem by not smelling it. There's another way to avoid the problem as well. You'll quit yourself, doesn't mention here, but if you pick up another fruit that re- certainly requires a bracha, so then you can have in mind, say, the bracha, you pick up an orange, whatever it is, you smell it, and now you can then go and smell the etrog. Remember, there's no problem in smelling the etrog, the only problem is on the bracha. So you already made the bracha on another fruit. You had the etrog in mind. In case the etrog needs a bracha, you had it in mind. If it doesn't need the bracha, so then it doesn't need a bracha. So you recite the bracha on another fruit, then you're allowed to go and smell uh, the etrog as well, even on the chag. But uh, otherwise, if it's just the etrog by its own, on its own, it should not be smelled on the chag. Have a wonderful day and Shabbat Shalom.